Hey there, today we're talking to Mary from If I Made, and if you remember back in July, we did an episode with Emily from If I Made as well. We're talking all things email marketing today, so listen in and take some notes. I also want to tell you about a super sweet masterclass I'm hosting soon. I'm hosting a free masterclass for professionals in the events industry all about inventory and how to profit on those pieces we all have lying around. Are you a rental pro, florist, venue owner, or planner that has pieces you could rent out? Awesome. Join us for our free masterclass on January 25th, 26th, or 27th to join in live. There's lots of class times and we can't wait to see you there. Sign up through the link in our show notes. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010, In working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. All right. Hey there. Welcome to the Render Podcast. I am your host, Cam, and I'm excited to have this conversation with Mary from If I Made. If you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you know that we love email lists. We talk about it all the time. And so today we are talking all things email marketing, email list building, the why, the how, the tactics, all things. So I'm excited to be here with our guest, Mary. So Mary, will you introduce yourself Tell a little bit about who you are? And maybe what If I Made It is, if people don't know what If I Made is. Sure. Uh, Well, my name is Mary McLeod, and I am our director of marketing, marketing manager. I don't really know what to call myself at If I Made. And If I Made is an online learning community for creatives. So we sell online courses from creatives like Cam, um, small business owners, like mostly focused in the wedding industry, but kind of generically creatives um, throughout different industries. And uh, I help with our kind of general marketing direction, email marketing. Uh, I write webinars, whatever it takes to sell a course. I'm behind the messaging and kind of the execution. So that's a little bit about what I do it if I made. Um, Been doing it for about four years now, but I've been in the wedding industry for almost 10 years. I was a florist and wedding planner before, and now I got into this. (laughs) Awesome. And for those who are listening to the podcast, you may recognize If I Made, we did a podcast over the summer of 2020 with Emily, who's the founder of If I Made. Um, And so Mary and Emily work together. So it's exciting. Yeah, we know each other from last year when you launched your first course. You can't, uh, Emily, I I don't know if you found Emily or Emily found you, but then we worked together last summer to launch the Rental Biz Academy. So that's kind of how we got started and we got pretty intimately acquainted over those few months and we're excited to be working together again. Yeah. Yeah. I actually reached out to Emily back in March and I just said, hey, I am putting this course together. It's called Rental Biz Academy. There's nothing like it. Are you guys interested? And she was like, oh my gosh, we were literally just talking about having a rental course on our platform. And I was like, well, sounds like a great mashup. (laughs) So that's how we got involved with you guys. And it's been an incredible experience. If anyone who's listening to the podcast or watching this later and is interested in doing an online course in the creative industry, specifically events, 
If I made, it's a great platform. Highly, highly recommend it. As someone who is an educator, has done a launch, going into our second launch, which is exciting at the end of January. We're excited about that. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about the why behind email marketing. We both use email marketing for multiple different reasons and multiple different um, kind of end goals. And so most of our listeners, as you know, are people in the events industry or in the creative industry. They don't have online courses. They don't have that reason for an email list. And so why don't you explain to us kind of the main why you need an email list and who a email marketing, email list building platform is for? Yeah. Um, email lists. So just a little bit of background. I did not know anything about email marketing until I started working at If I Made and Emily decided one day that we really needed to transition out of doing just social media marketing and into email marketing. Um, and that's kind of how I was thrown into it. I had no background in it. And um, so I've done a lot of research on my own, a lot of reading. And in the past few years that I've been doing it, I've learned that it is the most effective form of marketing and has been since kind of the advent of it at the end of the 1970s, close like the beginning of the 1980s, kind of. And it still is. I think a lot of people, um, especially people because of social media, there's so many different platforms and things think it might be not the most effective marketing tool, but it actually is the most effective marketing tool. Um, and when you think about it, it's because people are in their inboxes for hours a day, right? And there are a lot of benefits to using it, whether it's for client driven kind of jobs, like whether you're trying to book customers or if you're somebody trying to sell a product, there are benefits to both sides. There's really no downside to it. Um, there are tons of platforms that make it really, really easy and accessible. You don't have to spend a ton of money to do it. Um, you have a lot of control over it, which almost no platform gives you the amount of control that email marketing does. And the people who are on your email list are the most valued leads that you could possibly get. They're the warmest leads because they have to sign up for your list. There's actually a lot of laws around email marketing that makes it kind of almost difficult to email people. So it's really great when somebody does end up on your list because that means they want to be on your list. One of my favorite stats, there's actually a stat about millennials and it said 73% of millennials would rather see marketing through email rather than social media, which is a huge number, 73%. And I get that. I mean, when I go to Instagram, I want to go on the reels. I want to go on the stories. I want to like see my friends or see funny videos on reels or TikTok. I don't want to go to like see a whole bunch of marketing. And so I can see why that would be a big percentage. And so I just found that stat like really surprising that 73% of millennials would rather see um, marketing efforts done through email. Well, a lot of it's also like intention based, right? When we're trying to buy something, where is the first place you go? Your email to see if somebody's having a sale or if there's a coupon in your email. Um, also, I think a lot of us realize it's not easy to buy something on social channels. It's not easy to click through to purchase something. And they do that on purpose. They're, they're trying to make you pay for advertising to pay for those capabilities for, you know, like swipe ups and links and things like that. 
email marketing, there's no, there's no rules really, except getting someone on your list and allowing them to unsubscribe from your list. You click straight to deals. You can have uh, coupons, whatever you want. So it's a, it's much more intentional for somebody to want to use it to buy something. Right. So I think that's probably why a lot of people feel that way. Like I, I want this. You're not like stalking me like Amazon weird ads on Instagram that have the, the crazy like phone case that you mentioned to your friend. It's not like somebody stalking you, like Mm -hmm. you were intentional and signed up for this thing. And so, yes, it feels a lot more comfortable and personal. And I want to talk about that later because I think it's really important when it comes to email marketing, but well, and when you talk about the algorithms too, the algorithm, I mean, the social, the Instagram algorithm changes all the time, all the time. I feel like there's a new algorithm every two days, it feels like, and new features. But with email marketing, you're getting direct access to them versus putting out one piece of content and hoping that someone's going to see it when really in actuality, if you have 500 followers, 10,000 followers, 100,000 followers, only a small amount of people are actually seeing that post versus email marketing. If they're on your email list, they are getting that email for sure. They're getting that email. Whether they choose to open it or not, they're still getting the email. Yeah, that's that's one thing that is such a benefit of email marketing. There's actually a, a, a lot of them, but one of them is that it's, it's free besides the platform that you use to send the email. It doesn't cost you anything to get to the top of somebody's inbox, right? It's just really strategy on your end when it comes to timing. Like you said, trying to get people to open emails, even if you can't get people to open emails, they're still seeing your message through the subject line. Um, They chose to be on your list. They're hot leads. And I mean, there's a lot of power in not having to pay for some to deliver your message at this point in life. Right. I mean, if I made has, um, like 80 something thousand Instagram followers and we get a few hundred views on our organic social. And that's a, that's a huge shift. And when we started our business, um, I think six years ago when all of the marketing was done on Instagram, we didn't run ads. There was no Facebook advertising. There was no email marketing. They posted twice and were able to sell a couple hundred courses. That's not how the world that we live in, it's never going to go back. Everybody stop thinking you're going to fight the algorithm. Just stop it. It's not going to happen. You have to. You're never going to win. You're not going to win. Stop. I I get frustrated watching people on Instagram be like, you know, complaining about the algorithm and trying to figure out ways to fix it. I'm like, sweetie, just, it's not going to happen. Not while Mark Zuckerberg is in charge. Just go and start an email list because it will work. I promise it will work. It does take some effort on the front end, but if you start today, you'll reap the benefits of it for years down the road. And another great thing, another benefit of, I'm going to just sell email marketing all day, is that you get to hold on to those leads. You have their actual name, email address. A lot of times you can get their phone number, their physical address. That's power to have somebody's information in your pocket, right? Well, you own that information at that point. You don't own your followers. You don't own people that are looking at your content, social media could go down tomorrow. Instagram could be, you know, get a glitch or something happened to social media and you have no way of getting in front of those people. When COVID hit, I mean, you could put out a social media platform or a social media post and maybe a small amount of people saw it. Whereas with email marketing, you're getting into their inboxes. 
no matter how many people, and if they read it, they read it. If they don't, they don't. But at least you have some sort of like direct contact with them instead of relying on a platform that you don't own, you don't pay for it, you don't have um, ownership over who sees your content. Yeah, and that actually brings up the point that you mentioned earlier. Like, I think a lot of people feel like email marketing is for people who sell products like, let's say like uh, like Glossier or Madewell, people who are selling tangible things that you could go to their website and buy or online course creators or, you know, like you would do when we're hosting webinars and things like that. But think about it as a customer, um, like a CRM, a place where you get to keep um, a huge list of potential customers over time. So there's a lot of people probably listening to this that in the real world, post COVID times, when we're going to wedding expos, we're networking, we're handing out our business cards. Um, if you got those people to, instead of follow you on Instagram, yes, that's great. We love that they would follow us on Instagram, but if you got them to sign up for your email list, you can contact them forever now until they change their email address and they'll see it you know they'll see it and that's the that's the power of email marketing you have this huge bucket of leads now that you can follow up you know wedding vendors i don't think they get caught up in not thinking about themselves as traditional salespeople sometimes but you can use traditional sales tactics just like everybody else does I, you do a great job of this with your um the what do you call it? the the program it's like a <laughs> like frequent buyer program kind of, what do you call it though? Oh yeah. A trade yeah. member. Yeah. Yeah. Trade yeah. Member program. Yeah. Where people yeah. will work with you often. And that's not something I've heard of a lot of people doing. And I think that wedding vendors don't think of themselves as traditional salespeople, but you can still send out coupons or packages or coupon codes, especially right now, you guys, like so many weddings are being postponed. People aren't able to act but they're thinking, they're still planning. You need to stay top of mind for the next year until weddings, you know, resume or corporate events resume. Like I'm sure that um, Cam is sitting here still working on these relationships. She's not not talking to her corporate clients just because corporate events aren't happening right now. She's still talking to them and emailing them. Right. You have to keep those relationships going. And that's where email marketing for people who are in service-based businesses or value-based businesses really need to kind of tune into this and just you have to shift the way that you've been thinking about email marketing because it is such a powerful tool it's something that I know so many people get frustrated I've seen I've seen this so many times where somebody's like my Instagram got shut down and I lost all 10,000 followers that breaks my heart that yeah. can't that won't happen when you have email marketing you have a list of people that you can follow right. up Right. I mean, you with. might have a couple of people unsubscribe, but yeah. that's the worst that will happen is they just unsubscribe from it. Yeah. I would rather have a couple of people unsubscribe from my email list versus losing the followers that I have on social media that we all work so hard for to get those follower counts. But again, yeah. you can't rely on those followers to one, turn into money and two, continue following you or even see your stuff. I mean, we work so hard on these feeds, yeah. we work so hard on these stories, we work so hard on all these things on social media for them to maybe see it. But with email marketing, they might not open up your email, they might not read your email, but they're seeing it in the subject line. They're seeing you come into the inbox, even if they archive it, they're at least seeing your name. 
And you can't say that with social media. I can't say that I'm going to post an image on my feed today and all, I think we have like close to 7,000 followers. I can't say that all 7,000 followers are going to see it. But with email marketing, if I had 7,000 people on my email list, all 7,000 people are going to see my name in their inbox, whether they open it or not, they're seeing my name. Or if they're in, they might not be thinking about planning a wedding right now, or they might be in this COVID haze where they're like, I just can't do this right now. But Cam's name or uh, render is at the top of their mind when they do eventually, when they're able to pull the trigger, right? So it's, it is such a powerful tool. And I really wish more people took advantage of it. Yeah. And it's the same way. Like, I think a lot of people let blogs go to the side because blogs kind of went downhill a few years ago with the advent of um, social media and Instagram, but they're all interconnected with how people find you on Google, you know, how you show up in search results. All of these things are interconnected and you have so much most of us have so many things we could be emailing out. And just because people aren't interacting with it doesn't mean that it's not working 10 steps down the line for you, that it's increasing your Google like rating or there's so many things that benefit small business owners. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I know I'm preaching to the choir talking to you about it, but there are so many people who I just, I've tried to convince for years, just start an email list now because you you also never know. Maybe in three years you will want to launch an online course. You don't know. Yeah. It's a good thing to have. It doesn't hurt. But even if you don't want an online course or have product to sell, even having that direct communication with them. I was talking this morning on Clubhouse with one of the people who were listening and she said, well, why do I need an email list? I'm just a photographer. I just do weddings and I do portrait sessions and I do newborns. Like, why do I need an email list? And I said, you for sure need an email list because how are you going to send them out um, a style guide of like what to wear? How are you going to send them what poses they should be doing? What preparations should they be doing versus what you're doing when they come to a session? Like if they have kids, are you providing snacks or are they needing to provide snacks? Like how are you communicating with that? And if you have something that goes out, and this is to say, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this and perhaps now is the time to do that, but you don't have to do it every single week. You do not have to do 52 emails every time or every year. You can separate out to once a month, 12 emails. You could do every other week, 26 emails. So whatever you can do capacity-wise and timing, like what you can handle, we do every single week. And then when we are in the middle of lunches or we're in the middle of um, selling floral for Valentine's Day or um, Mother's Day or like certain events that are coming up, we might increase that. But we know for sure we have 56 emails or 52, 56, 52 emails that go out during the year. um, And that's our weekly newsletter. Um, And then we just have additional things that we send out. But if I can... If, if 52 is a lot, think about 26. If 26 is a lot, think about 12. You can write down 12 emails. And they don't have to be long. They do not have to be long. And you can borrow content from other things that you've done, whether it's a short-form captions on Instagram or a long-form copy on blog posts. I'm a huge proponent, and Brendan Bouchard um, teaches this all the time, and I talk about it all the time, is take one piece of content and break it apart a whole bunch of different ways. And part of that is email marketing. And we kind of have an easy way of doing that because we have a weekly podcast. And so we take our weekly podcast episode and we're going to break it apart a whole bunch of different ways through our social media and through our blog and through our 
um, email list and all of that. But if you can take one piece of content, whether that's weekly, biweekly, or monthly, and just break it apart a few different ways, email marketing just becomes that much easier because you already have something to talk about. And you can take some of the captions that you do in that long form copy on your blog and put that in your email. You can put some images in there. You can do a link back to your website, a call to action, and you own all of that content. And you, you're not competing with any other ads on the same platform. You might be competing with their phone notifications that are going off from people liking their Instagram posts or something, but you don't have the ads on the side where you do on Facebook, or you don't have the ads intermixed with a whole bunch of stuff like you do on Instagram, or you don't have the ads on the sidebar on YouTube. And so it's just so much easier to go about doing email marketing when you can think of it in numbers of 52, 26, or 12. That's it. And 12 is perfectly fine. 12 is better than zero. I'd rather see you do 12 emails once a month throughout the year than do nothing. And you can batch work it too. I mean, you don't have to think of it 12 times throughout the year. Think of it for one day. Can you write 12 emails in one day or 12 emails in two days or a week? Like that's super digestible and that's super easy to do versus every week or every month having to sit down and be like, hmm, what should I write about in this newsletter? Have something. Yeah, that's our one of our kind of core things that if I made is use the content that we already have because all of our bandwidths are limited, right? We all can't be fresh and making um, like incredible content like 50 different ways. Um, you also have to think about the ways that people consume content. People consume content through podcasts, through Instagram, through email. So reusing it, I think our experts sometimes that if I may get caught up in this, they're like, well, they've heard that before. And I'm like, they probably don't remember hearing it. Or this person might not have heard it that way. Well, take one of your like really good captions that you wrote a year ago. And maybe you did like this really great thought out captions, an awesome image or a carousel of images. You put it on your story, go back into your archives and see like one thing that you did a year ago or two years ago that's still relevant today. And that gives you a head start because I guarantee you they might be like, oh, I feel like I've seen that somewhere or they might not even have seen it. Because remember, not all of your followers are going to see all of your content on Instagram. And so if you can take one thing, like a really, really good caption or a really, really good um, thought out blog post. I mean, not everybody sees your blog posts either. So if you're already doing something, pull it from the archives. There's nothing wrong with that. You do not have to continue creating new, 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 new stuff. Yeah. And one thing I want people to, I think email marketing can be intimidating because we think about it probably in the traditional, like, long form ad sense, right? Where you see an ad coming through your email, it's got like a beautiful header and like these amazing stylized images and, you know, calls to action and things like that. That honestly actually is way less effective than just a typed out email. So what's, I want to talk about this in a minute when it comes to email marketing in 2021, but most of If I Made's emails, and Cam will know this because she wrote them for our launch, are text-based emails. They're just letters from our experts with calls to action and prompts, yes, and promo codes and things written in. But they're not these stylized email newsletters. And that it's the same that, thing that goes for you. So on, honestly, think about it as a person who's opening their emails as well, right? You're going through your inbox and you see 
something from Wayfair and you're like, oh, I delete it. Something from J. Crew, you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not buying anything to delete. It. But then you open something from Cam Palmer and it's a letter or it looks like an email that somebody wrote to you and it says like, Hey Mary, and then it's a letter. You're more likely to read that. And honestly, actually, there's a lot of analytics and algorithms and things that go behind this that I don't want to get into because it doesn't really matter to anybody listening. But Google actually loves emails like that. Loves emails like that. Words. Google loves words. It's the same thing as uh, if you're not putting words in your blog post. Yeah, if you're not putting words in your blog post, you're honestly wasting your time. Um, it's the same way with emails. So text-based email marketing is one of the most effective forms. So just take those captions like Cam is saying. Take a transcript from a podcast or a section of a transcript and then say, click through to listen to the podcast or, you know, write a thank you letter to your clients. Like put your clients on your email lists. There's so many things that you can do just to keep top of mind. Not everything has to have a call to action. Not everything has to have, hey, go buy this thing from me or hey, have you signed up for this thing? Or, hey, I'm doing portrait sessions this fall. Yes, those things are great. But you want to be doing these other things throughout the year that are creating a consistent relationship and communication with your customer base. And then they'll actually pay attention when you are selling something, when you do those fall portrait sessions, when you're offering discount codes on newborn sessions, when you have, um, you know, if you spend X, then you get this much of a discount on your rentals, whatever it is. That's when they pay attention because they've been consistently communicating with you throughout the year by just reading emails about like, Hey, I read this interesting thing or, you know, the Atlanta rental market is changing because of COVID restrictions. Here's what you need to know, whatever it is throughout the year. It's it's, those text-based emails are really easy to throw together. So I just want to say that it doesn't have, you don't have to be a graphic designer. Yeah. And you want to be adding in that value piece. Like you're trying to provide value for them, not just selling, selling, selling. Selling is surely a part of it. You have to fund your dream. You have to fund what you're doing. But the point of email marketing is to build value into your clients. And something that I also said, I talked about Clubhouse earlier. I hosted a room this morning on the day that we're recording this. And um, I said, hey, can I challenge you with thinking about who your client is, first of all, who who are you trying to communicate with? And then thinking about their desires, their wants, their needs, and their fears. So if you can tackle their desire, their wants, their needs, and their fears in a type of thing that you're creating, whether it's an email, whether it is a lead magnet to get them on your email list, but if you can tackle those things, it's going to help cross the bridge, the invisible bridge that all of our clients have from knowing about who you are to booking or buying from you. And so that unknown bridge is going to be unknown for me, different than it's going to be for Marriott if I made, different than whoever's listening to this podcast episode. And so if you can cross that bridge by pouring into them with some value through knowing their desires, their wants, their needs, and their fears, then that will give you um, the value. That will give you not only just hey, I'm running a sale or we're waiving minimums or we're, you know, here's a 2021 discount code for your item or for your quotes or whatever, whatever you want to do sales wise. But the main point of email marketing is to share the value and show that you are the expert that they need to work with. 
So as a small business owner, email marketing is something that is highly important, and I've talked about it plenty of times. Flowdesk has made my life and business so much better through their amazing templates, analytics, and ability to map out workflows from different audiences. I love using their platform for each side of my business, and I know you will too. Check out Flowdesk by going to rendereducate.co backslash Flowdesk. Yeah, and that actually leads me to um, something <laughs> you, I think when you sent over the podcast description, it said like trends for email marketing in 2021. So earlier I gave it a little goog because I wanted to see if what I thought was happening this year was kind of in line with what I would consider like the real experts, because I, I still feel new with this, even though I've been doing it for four years. It's very strange. I didn't go to college for email marketing. I was a political science major. So I always like to double check my facts. And it was actually exactly on point. And Cam, and you and I have had this discussion. If I made direction this year has kind of shifted a lot from we've been over the course of our trajectory as a business, we went from being very small and just doing Instagram marketing to building up an email list very quickly. And so we had to shift really fast to being really good at automation, right? We had to be really good at automating emails, um, working on segmenting our different audiences. And that was all about me getting really good at efficiency and automation. And that's a lot of what the world was doing too. I mean, Amazon's a perfect example. It's all about efficiency and automation, efficiency, automation, like they're very quick to do everything. And I think a lot of the world is like that. But in a post COVID or hopefully post COVID world, I felt this drive. And if I made I felt the same way that we needed to shift to a more personalized experience for our customers. Our courses aren't the cheapest thing in the world. They're, um, they're, they range from, you know, $900 to $2,500. It's a big investment, especially for small business owners. And I started thinking about myself as a consumer and I was like, if I'm going to be spending that much money, I really want the attention that comes with somebody spending that much money. And so you and I talked about this a couple months ago when we started thinking about this launch coming up, that we're shifting as a company towards more personalization, more customer-driven approach, customer experience, really getting hands-on with our customers. We're introducing things like text messaging with our experts, like literal texting. And you guys, I'm sure, have maybe seen this in the world. Like you can text J-Lo or um, there's a ton of musicians and um, celebrities who are doing this actual, you can actually text them. Amy Schumer was doing it. I think she was one of the first people. Um, But we're doing things like that. And really personalizing the email experience goes hand in hand with that. And that's what I was reading about this morning when I was looking this stuff up, that this is exactly where everyone else is shifting. This automation that we've all been trying to achieve for years, we've achieved it. Now we have to kind of backstep a little bit and think more like salespeople and create these relationships. And I think part of the reason we're headed that way is because... I mean, I know I feel like I need this. I need human connection right now. I need to feel like I've been listened to. I can't go into a store to buy something. I can't, a lot of you guys can't have one-on-one meetings in person and buy somebody coffee and give them a hug. You can't create that connection. So you have to be able to create that connection some other way. And so we're really trying to create that connection if I made through personalizing email messaging, 
which we've done for a long time. But I mean, we get really segmented down to how we interact with people based on their behavior on our website, through ads, through emails, a million different ways. But we're also pulling our experts in and asking you guys to be handhold, right? To talk to the customers, really get personalized with them. And that's what I'm seeing the shift of email marketing, even though email marketing, um, I also read has like, gosh, like skyrocketed this year because I mean the mail, you don't get catalogs like you used to. The mail is kind of um, a cluster. So can't really rely on direct marketing that way. People aren't out in the world seeing what other people are buying. Like trends are all online. Trends are all through email. You can't, you're not going to meet your friend for coffee and seeing her shoes and being like, Oh my God, where did you get those shoes? That's not how it's happening anymore. Everything is happening online. And so Email marketing has gone up, but also the personalization and behavior-driven marketing has gone up too. So that's kind of the shift that I'm seeing and the shift that a lot of people are headed towards. And I wanted to give people a little bit of advice because I know most of the people here aren't selling products. You're not really thinking about um, if somebody opened my email, I'm going to follow up with this one or if they're taking my quiz, I have this follow-up sequence and then I'm going to text them about, you know, this giveaway that I'm doing. That's not really the direction I would imagine that most of the people listening to this podcast have. But most of you are working with clients and customers and as small business owners, because I, I mean, I've always worked in small businesses ever since I was in college. And I used to work at one where we were booking clients where we, you know, I was a wedding planner. So we were really hungry to book clients. And we were also a small team of two or three women at a time. And that meant that we had to be efficient in how we optimized follow-up, right? I think a lot of us as small business owners, how, the, the easiest part to automate is the stuff on the computer. You can't automate the production, the going to events, things like that. Those are the harder things to cut time down on. So we immediately go to how can I optimize all of the computer stuff. So I have more time for the, the execution part of events and weddings. Um, but I want to encourage you guys. I do think that it's important to automate immediate responses when somebody inquires about your services, because you want to be the first to the draw. You don't want somebody to email you and then you not follow up for a week later, because then you're going to lose the sale. So you, I would, I would hope that most of you have some sort of auto like quick, hey, I got your email, and then um, some sort of personalization within it, maybe, that a lot of systems now make it really easy. Um, even uh, Squarespace makes it easy to customize automated emails. But then I want to encourage you to make that personal connection after that automated email. So one, like, hit the customer really fast, get that inquiry like they're they're like oh okay they got my email great and then immediately follow up with something personal as quickly as you can because everybody right now is craving that personalization you don't have to get on a phone call but with them before you before you email them back but just be like hey i noticed you're getting married um at the botanical gardens i visited there last week i can't wait to hear more about your wedding and be like can we follow up next week for a time to meet period, because I know it's so hard to schedule things right now because we're all just 
you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Honestly, at this point, we have no idea what the next day is going to come. But just following up and making a personal connection really quick. Because I know with our, our small business owners, it's our, really, it's our instinct to try to be as efficient as possible. But that's not where you should be doing it. You should really be trying to make a personal connection with your customer. Well, even if it's, um, no matter how big your email list, if you have two people on your email list or 100,000 people on your email list, that personal connection is really important. And one way you can do that and weave personal things in there is by telling stories, telling stories about your product, telling stories about the wedding that you had last weekend, telling stories about literally anything. If you are a rental professional, if you are a florist, if you are a venue owner, if you are anyone in the events industry or creative industry at all, having some sort of a story to tie in. So if you are a rental professional and you buy a piece of furniture at an estate sale or online, you can create a story out of that. You can create some sort of, um, like if you're buying something online, you can say, oh my gosh, I've been eyeing this piece for so long. I've been looking all over the place and I finally found it. And I'm so excited to rent it to you because of X, Y, and Z. If you're a florist and you've been, you just found the jackpot on the best vases you've ever found ever, tell that story, like try to pull stories out. And that's a great way to make a personal connection because who knows, someone might have been in a similar situation where they're like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for, you know, a sofa for my, my living room. And you finally gave me the inspiration to look for wherever that is. And also having a call to action in those emails, even if the call to action is, hey, reply to this email if this resonated with you at all. Like having some sort of a call to action, a CTA, you'll hear that term a lot in the email marketing and really marketing world at all. Um, Having a call to action, a CTA to every single email, even if it's just, hey, reply to this email if you have questions or hey, reply to this email if anything resonated with you. Um, That is such a great thing. And again, it doesn't have to be super complicated. It doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles in it. It can just be super simple. You telling a story and resonating and and getting on the same level as your customers. And it can be wedding planners. It could be your clients who are paying you, your brides and grooms. It can be um, other vendors. Maybe you have, you know, resources for those. So, so many different opportunities with email marketing. Um, let's take a shift in this conversation to talk about the tech side of email marketing. So you and I both know that um, email marketing isn't hosted through your Gmail platform or your Outlook or anything like that. There are platforms for these. But while we talk about platforms, we both use a different platform. But the software side and the platform side should not be something that holds you off from starting an email list. Do not overcomplicate it. Do not get to a point where you're like, well, I can't start an email list because I don't have a platform for that. Well, there's many different platforms. Um, if I may, use uses Drip, I believe, still. We use Flowdesk. There's ActiveCampaign. There's uh, MailChimp. There's so many different types of email softwares. And what I teach my students, and maybe Mary, you would uh, reflect this or have something to add to it, but what I tell my students is pick two or three different platforms, do a free trial, make a list of your pros and cons and choose a platform. Just choose one because I bet you they're going to get better and better and better as you stay with them and as you have longevity with them. I used to be with MailChimp and this morning when I was on this clubhouse call, there was someone else who was like, oh, I love MailChimp. And I was like, "Ah, is MailChimp still like 
really old and, and glitchy like it used to be. And it's like, no, MailChimp's awesome. It's got all the bells and whistles. And so choose a platform that has one, some non-negotiables for you, and two, has more pros that outweigh those cons, and just choose it and do it. Like, don't get stuck on this idea of, I have to pick the perfect software and it, it holds you up. Because the tech side of this whole thing will certainly be an obstacle that you have to overcome. And so just thinking like, hey, it's super simple. Pick a platform, pick an opt-in, and go forward. And just start writing the emails. It makes it super, super simple. I have some good news for a lot of people listening. I think a lot of people host their websites on Squarespace. Um, Squarespace has an integrated email marketing system itself. You don't have to have a separate CRM. Yeah, which is awesome. So it collects all the information for you. Um, I helped a client, um, actually, Tanae, you know, who our content strategist, I think you worked with her at some point. Um, she has a consulting business, and I helped her set her email marketing up on Squarespace. And really what I always tell people, and I've worked with, like, big corporations, and I've worked with tiny, you know, one people teams is what's the ultimate goal? What would you want two years down the line with your email list? Would it, is it going to be something where you imagine yourself really just keeping in touch with clients like Tanae does? Or is it something where you're going to see yourself wanting to send different messages to people Think about the ultimate goal. Where could you see yourself using this list in a couple of years and how you would use it and use that to inform your decision? Think it would be better to choose one that has more capabilities, a little bit more than what you probably currently need. That's how we got started with Drip, right? I had no clue what I was doing when we started it, if I made. But one, I knew what Emily wanted to do with it, and I knew... We were currently using MailChimp and there was no possible way it was ever going to do, because I know how it's built. There's no way it was going to do what we needed it to do. And so I had to look for one that would and that had, it did have potential for growth, but all of the basics that it had was already beyond what I knew we needed. And also something I want people to keep in mind is you pick something that works how your brain works. So I didn't know what I was doing. A lot of you guys are going to be starting from scratch, but I knew how my brain worked logistically and I knew what kind of platforms I was comfortable with. And we were tossing up between Infusionsoft and Drip and Infusionsoft is apparently very difficult to use. Um, I've heard that from a lot of people. It's really hard to use. It has a, a lot of, a million great components and capabilities. But at that point, I was a creative coming in, doing something that was kind of outside my wheelhouse. Um, and Drip is very visual, which I loved. Like I could see what I was doing. I didn't have to go through and click a bunch of buttons to get where I needed to go. It was very visual. So, you know, those are the two pieces of advice I would give people. Like one, think about what your ultimate goal is, is going to be in the email marketing platform you choose. And two, how does your brain work? Like, I think Flowdesk is great because you can create amazing graphics in it. I think that's what I've heard, right? You can create beautiful newsletters really easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's super great for creative industry people because you don't have to go and, like, create the graphic on Illustrator or Canva and then upload it. It's just already there. You just plug in your images. But then it also separates things out like workflows. 
So someone who's starting their email list who doesn't have like um, an online course or like something to sell might not utilize the workflows. They might just utilize the segments. Um, but for us, it's easy for us to put like a workflow in to say like, okay, if you opt in for this, you're then going to get this five days later, then you're going to get this. But still, it works really great. Even if you don't have something to sell, if you're just using it as a communication tool to put a workflow together and say, okay, when you, they opt in, I then want them to get an, a welcome email that just tells them like, hey, this is who we are. This is what this email list is for. And this is how often you can expect to hear from us. And so having yeah. some sort of thing like that is really great. You can use it as an autoresponder too for your um, for your website as well. So a lot of these systems you'll see when you get set up in them, they're made for e-commerce. And a lot of them have e-commerce like, workflows and things like that but you can use the same mindset to follow up with your customers um you know let's say you have somebody who inquires and you do a quick follow-up like i suggested earlier and then you follow up personally and then they don't book so you keep them in this side of you know this kind of funnel and then you follow up with them three three months down the line automatically you're not even having to think about it and be like did you book somebody else so there's so many great things that people can play with inside of these. And it's really easy to find one that fits with what you need. Another one that's made for creatives that I've used before for somebody for, it's actually used it for a bigger corporation because they had a very small list. It was like 300 people, but I know where they want to be going. And so they were using MailChimp and I was like, you can't use MailChimp for what you want to be doing. So I set them up on ConvertKit because ConvertKit's somewhere between MailChimp and Drip where they don't have an email marketing specialist on their team. They just have a marketing person who has a very similar background to me. And so I was like, you'll be able to use this and it won't, it's not crazy expensive. That's also something to look at. You guys look at the pricing because some of them are very cheap and some of them are crazy expensive for no reason. Um, Cause they, a lot of them do the same kind of stuff. Drip is my favorite just because it has, it has not, not been able to do anything I've wanted it to be able to do. Which, and I do very complicated, like, like I said, this is not going to apply to most of the people who are listening, but like a lot of behavior driven action based things. It has text messaging now. Um, it's integrated with Facebook advertising. So we can redirect people through different Facebook audiences and just a lot of different stuff. It's my, it's my favorite. It's, um, not the cheapest. They actually increased their pricing, which was kind of a bummer, but I, I do, if I could be an affiliate for Drip, I would. I love, I love Drip, but I've played with other ones and they're really great. But if you even don't worry, if you don't have a, a platform, a CRM, don't worry about it. If you have a Squarespace website, I'm sure Wix has something similar because they're Wix and Squarespace are similar in the way that they work. Um, they make it super easy, and they also all integrate with Mailchimp. Mailchimp's a great place to start. It's super easy to migrate over. If you start with something, you can migrate your list. Don't worry about that either, you guys. If you start with something, you can move platforms. You guys are moving, right? Is that what you said? You weren't using Flowdesk and now you are? No, we, we'll stay with Flowdesk. We looked at a few different ones. We looked at Active Campaign and uh, we host a few freebies through Kajabi, which Kajabi has an email platform integrated into their but another thing to keep in mind, even if you don't, if you, even if it doesn't integrate or if, if it doesn't connect that way, or if your email or your website provider doesn't have something like that, like show it, for example, we use show it for our website and they don't have 
like an email software that's combined in there. But there is Zapier. If you are familiar with Zapier, it's a third-party company that connects one platform with another platform. And it essentially is the middleman between the two. And so, for example, this might not resonate with a ton of people, but for example, we use a quiz platform to do all of our quizzes through called Interact. And so we use a Zapier connection to say, okay, when Interact, if someone does the quiz, it automatically will put them on the email list in Flowdesk. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be at a point where um, it it has to integrate. You can always use the Zapier connection to integrate something. Yeah, we use uh, Zapier to connect. There's there's a way to connect almost anything, which is yeah really incredible. But um, there's also instead of Zapier, someone mentioned this the other day. There's something called Automate.io. I don't know if you've heard of it, but automate.io is um, essentially very similar to Zapier, but it might be able to connect to different apps. So if Zapier doesn't work, which they have, gosh, I feel like thousands of different connections they can connect to. It's kind of crazy. Um, But if you don't find a connection on there, you might check out automate.io. And people can code it. Yeah. Yeah, and if you have a developer, somebody who knows coding, Zapier makes it really easy to code yeah. connections if they have that we're getting so technical, but like <laughs> open APIs, it makes it really easy to connect different things together. Right. Things I never thought I would know anything about in the whole world. Oh my and gosh. I have a ever since we started creating courses, I'm like, crazy. I know I have many skill sets that have been added to my <laughs> to my skill set tool belt. Yes. I I, I I know a little bit about a lot and a lot about a few things and the few things I know a lot about, I'm like, this is very specific. <laughs> Same. So, but I feel like I'm set up I'm set up for the future. But yeah, uh, don't be intimidated by email marketing systems. They're actually really easy to use. If you guys can use TikTok, then you can use that. I don't even know how to use TikTok. These are it's way a very confusing platform. I'm right there with you. I don't I no understand idea. TikTok. I just go on Instagram. I have now. no. Maybe I'm just too old. I don't. Easier. I know. Maybe I'm just too old. But the whole thing is intimidating. I'm like, who has time to edit all of these videos together? Don't you guys have jobs? Right. Crazy. <laughs> But really, <laughs> sidetrack, old people sidetrack. Okay, and was there anything else that uh, we wanted to cover today? I mean, we talked about trends. We talked about why email marketing is important. I hope everybody gets off of this believing us because I'm going to continue preaching it until every small business owner in the world has an email marketing list because it Same. is very important. Same. I just think it's the biggest regret that I have in my business when it comes to marketing is not starting my email list sooner. I started my email list seven years into business. Seven years into business is when I started. And if I would have started when I started my business or even a year or two years into my business, I would have been so much further along by now. And you don't have to get it perfect every single time. You do not have to get it perfect every single time. You can just start and just grow and continue to shift the way that you do email marketing. But I think just starting it even if you don't feel ready just starting it, please do yourself the favor of doing that. Like if you don't have something on your calendar when you're done listening to this podcast episode, go check out a few different email platforms and go try and just play around with it. Start an email list. The biggest thing that I want you to take away from this episode is that you start an email list. Don't let the tech get in the way. Don't let the fear of starting an email list or the unknown of what to actually email 
keep you from actually starting the email list. Again, you can do 12 emails a year. You could do four emails a year. You could just do it quarterly, but I would do something like start something and you can always increase or you can always decrease from there. If you say, okay, I'm going to do 52 emails this year. So we're audacious to do 52 emails in one year and your very first year doing it. But if you can say, hey, I'm going to do 12 or I'm going to do 26, you can always increase or decrease once you get in there. Like if you get in and you do 26 and you're like, oh, I'm really overwhelmed by doing this, bump it down to 12. Like that's okay. You can shift and you can decide to do something different. And like Mary said earlier, you can download that email list and move to another platform if another platform is what suits you better. Super easy to do. You own all those email lists. Flowdesk and Drip and MailChimp, they don't own those email addresses. You do. So you just download the CVS file, upload it to another one, and it's totally okay. It's it, it's not like Instagram where you wish, I know we all wish we could take our 10,000 followers and put them on Facebook as our Facebook followers. But that would be amazing, but that's not how that's not how that world works. But email marketing does work like that. And one thing I, mean, I they are owned by the same company. I know they you think be able to do that. But they but. want you to pay money. It's a whole thing. It's all capitalism. Um, but one thing I want people to understand too, before they leave is I've seen this time and time again, especially when we try new things, um, internally at if I made with some of our experts, email marketing is the long game. You're not going to see a return immediately. You're probably going to be a little bit like, well, nobody's signing up for my list. Give it time, give it time in a year. You're going to be so grateful you started that list you'll slowly see it build and build and build you're never going to look back and be like dang I shouldn't have started that email list last year you're going to be so happy and thankful to your past self that you have it is a long game it does take time to build up but the return the return on investment is way higher than anything you're ever going to get on Instagram or Facebook or any other social channel so just remember that okay I have another stat for us so There is, I believe the stat is for every dollar you spend, whether that dollar is the cost of your platform or the cost of your time, for every dollar you spend on email marketing, you can expect a return on average of $42. And I would say that's a huge invest or a huge gap of if I spend $1 on average, I can get $42 out of it. Yeah. I'd say that's a great, that's a great thing to do. On investment. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. I just think people don't give it a chance because they're all kind of jaded by it. Clean out your inbox, start scratch from scratch and start really paying attention to what's coming in your inbox. And you'll see there's a reason people have been doing this for what, uh, 30, 40 years now. Yeah. Come on, guys. Right. It, it works. It's not going anywhere. And we all check our email. Yeah. We all check our emails. If you don't check your email on a daily basis, you at least check it on an every other day basis. Um, hopefully you do it on a daily basis. If you're a business owner, you kind of need to be in your email. But that's the number one place where you're going to be able to connect with your client. And like we said earlier, even if they don't open your email, they're still seeing your name or your company's name in their inbox. So it's keeping yeah. you top of mind. Awesome. Well, would you add anything else to this episode, Mary? Before we close it out? Um, no, I, I just want to encourage people to try new things. I think that people get scared um, because they don't know what they're doing. But I now work at a 
business that is launching three courses this year. I'm the marketing director and I started doing this four years ago and had no idea. And I grew our email list from 2000 people to at one point it was 160,000 people and I didn't know what I was doing. So you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. So start today. Don't, don't wait. It's not going to hurt anything. Oh, one other thing I was going to say, the best thing about email marketing that you guys probably are not thinking about. There's no comparison game. Nobody's going to know how many people are on your email list. Nobody's going to be like, oh, she has 10,000 followers. She only has two people on her email list. They don't know. They're just getting the message that you're sending. There's no, there's none of that. There's none of that comparison game. It's all your own little private island of people that you get to preach to. So just think about that too, which is awesome. Right. And then the comparison game is comparison to yourself. You're just competing against yourself, not, you're not looking side to side. You're looking funneled one way instead of looking on Instagram to see, oh, they've got 10,000 followers and I have two followers. Not, not a thing that you even see. So I love that you brought that up. I didn't even, like, I knew that, but I didn't. Yeah. I never really thought about it until today either, but that way you don't ever feel like the message I'm putting out into the world has less value because I have not as many followers. I think that whoever sees that might, you know, maybe you're doing inspirational stuff or whatever you're doing, but um, it's going to mean just as much as a personal message if it's going to somebody's inbox, as opposed to a message you're putting out to 10,000 people on Instagram. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been an incredible conversation. I'm excited for our listeners to hear from you and to hear more about email marketing And if you guys ever have questions or want to expand on this conversation, please send us a DM, send Mary a DM at if I made, um, and we want to connect with you. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you later. Bye.